Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. FOMO. My name is Patrick J. McGinnis, and I'm a FOMO Sapiens. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you are too. And when you're like us and Monday comes around, you don't dread the new week. No, you wake up every Monday morning knowing that this week might just be the best one yet. This is Faux Monday, the snackable show that starts your week right with hot takes, life hacks, listener mail, and even some FOMO therapy. This is Faux Monday's The Snackable Companion to FOMO Sapiens, which of course will be back with a full episode on Thursday. But until then, happy Faux Monday. I'm your host, Patrick McGinnis, venture capitalist by day, author and podcaster by night. Of course, FOMO Sapiens 24-7. Happy Faux Monday, everybody. Best day of the week. So we have an episode coming up on Thursday with Dr. Brian Levine, who's the founder of Nodal, which is a company that's matching surrogates and intended parents in a really interesting way. And he's raised a bunch of money to start doing that. And he's just a great founder and a great guy and he's teaching us a lot about his market, but also how to build something new in an entrenched market. So it's a fascinating episode. But today I want to talk about something a little different. So I want to talk about narcissists. And by the way, Dr. Brian is not a narcissist. So this is not a lead in to my conversation with him. Believe me, he is like the opposite of a narcissist. He's just a good human being that's doing amazing things. But I got to tell you, I have been reading the papers. I'm sure you have too. And it's like Elon Musk, Kanye West. I'm not going to call him yay. I'm just going to call him Kanye. You know, that's his name. Elizabeth Holmes and many, many more. Anna Delvey, right? <laughs> I love Anna Delvey, but still, she's a narcissist. And so I've been reading about these people and they're, it's like they're everywhere. And I think about this and I'm just, I, it kind of blows my mind because we have been all of a sudden surrounded by these narcissists who make bad decisions. Some of them look good for a while and they all end up crashing. Even Elon right now is not looking so great with that Twitter acquisition with the kind of all the drama at Tesla, just like, and so I just feel like I want to give you my take on this because it feels like it's in the zeitgeist and you have these people who are just they're so used to attention and they use it as a currency and they're fueled by their ego and they're rewarded for that. And they start to crave it more and more. And I think, you know, we're all drawn to this because it's just interesting to watch and you get sucked up into it and they look amazing, but it's so unhealthy. It's a sign that there's a little something wrong in our society. I read this great article in Politico that sort of helped to form some of my thoughts. And the article is titled, 2022 is the year we all finally got tired of narcissists. And this article was not without some controversy because the, the, the author of the article talked about Harry and Meghan, who I'm just going to leave them out of this one. I don't even want to go there because it's too controversial. Who has time for that? 
we have plenty of other narcissists to think about. We don't have to talk about whether or not they are. So I'm going to leave that out of there. But in the article, uh, I thought it was very helpful. They talk about the fact that, of course, narcissism can be a clinical diagnosis, but social scientists define it as a personality trait, and it shows up on a spectrum. So listen, all of us have some self-love, and I mean, I certainly do, and that probably explains our behavior on social media. I mean, let's face it, social media is like where narcissism goes to just bloom like it's a little garden. But in the article, they talked to this guy called Professor John Hardin, and he calls this term grandiose narcissist out. And what is a grandiose narcissist? It's somebody who is a charismatic attention hog. They believe they're the absolute best at what they do. They go to great lengths to protect and defend their egos. They strive to be unique and promote themselves energetically. SBF. Elon, Elizabeth Holmes, the more adulation they get, the more dramatic the fall because they need to consistently up the stakes. They need more attention, even if it's bad for them. And that is what is part of the nature of the narcissist. They're hyperactive. They constantly need to do something. They need more. They're self-inflated in their views. They draw the spotlight and then the minute the attention wanes, they have to have the spotlight over and over and over again. I mean, we all know, uh, let's not even get into politics either. I'm just That's like a whole area. But in the business world, this is what kind of blows my mind. I mean, it kind of blows my mind everywhere. But you think about these people, like where's the oversight? Elon, don't you have a board of directors? SPF didn't, I know that. Elizabeth Holmes, she had a board of directors, but it was just, you know, completely disconnected from reality. But these people, it's like nobody's putting limits on them. And in fact, we celebrate them. We make TV movies about them and then we give people awards for acting in them. We keep watching. I can't stop watching the Twitter thing. Like I can't get enough of it. I love it. I I, I mean, and, and I know how much I dislike the fact that I love it, but it's it's this incredible drama and you're watching this person kind of melt down in real time. And that can be so damaging. Look at Kanye West, right? I mean, his meltdown has been just bad for him, bad for society, bad for all of the people who are, you know, on the other end of his attacks. And so it is, it is a noxious trend right now in our society. But it doesn't just have to be, as I just mentioned before, you know, these sort of grandiose narcissists, like there's narcissists everywhere. Don't look behind you. There's probably a narcissist right now. And so what I want to do in the rest of this conversation is just talk about how we can identify and how we can deal with a narcissist in our own daily lives. So we will be back right after the break to discuss that. FOMO. Tudo bem, meus queridos Fomo Sapiens? Now that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages. But I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. 
Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Now, FOMO Sapiens, you know I speak four languages, and it takes work to stay on top of them, especially with French. C'est difficile. But with Babbel, I'm able to practice practical conversations that I can actually use in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. FOMO. All right, we're talking about the narcissist. And by the way, maybe <laughs> maybe you're thinking right now, Patrick, you're a terrible narcissist, which you are. You should you should let me know because if I am, I think it's it's important that you tell me. I don't think I am. I mean, listen, we all have a little bit, but I don't think I am. But if I am, reach out, send me a note at let's connect at patrickmcginnis.com. And by the way, mom, if you send me a note, I'm just gonna hurt my feelings. Now, <laughs> I was looking at how we can identify narcissists because for some reason, I'm really good at, I don't know, they have some power over me. I, I, I like, am attracted to narcissists for some reason. I don't know why that is. It's deep in my psyche, but I'm on the lookout now. I don't want any more in my life. And so I've been reading up on this. And there's a book called Leading Without Fear by Lori Cure. And she gives us a list of some of the things that we can look out for in narcissists. Okay. One, unwillingness to be challenged or questioned. Two, requiring excessive levels of loyalty, praise, and adoration. Three, struggling to accept and incorporate feedback. Four, not considering other people's opinions or not engaging them in conversations about problem solving or changes. Number five, caring very little about the, the needs of others, right? So it's like, oh, I'm making you work all night. Well, too bad. Six, making decisions unilaterally or without involving other stakeholders. Seven, exhibiting signs of narcissistic behaviors such as a grandiose sense of self-importance. Eight, focusing on self-image and ensuring that others perform in a way that elevates one's own public image or reputation. Nine, demanding and seeking high degrees of personal and positional power to ensure control. 10, spending a lot of time and effort ensuring the ability to be with power players and high-status individuals. 11, using fear, guilt, shame, punishment, and manipulation to gain compliance and control. 12, exhibiting extremely competitive behavior. And finally, lucky number 13, taking personal credit for the work of other people. Ooh, that's terrible. Okay, I mean, listen, some of us have some of these things. Some of us don't, but if you see this consistently in somebody, your business partner, your colleague, your boss, what do you do? What do you do? Because I can tell you something, having worked with people like this, it's kind of interesting. I think, you know, when you're young in your career, I remember this, I've worked for some people that definitely had these kinds of things, but they kind of are, they're usually very successful people. And they're also kind of like, they get treated a certain way by everybody because they're so good at playing the game that can almost be exciting. It's like, oh, this person's so, they're so, I like to say, they're not a real person. They're a NARP or they're NARPy. This NARPy behavior, it's like, oh, they always show up late and they, 
I heard a story about somebody who's a very well-known thought leader that when this person would go to the office, they would just drop their coat on the floor and expect somebody to pick it up and hang it up for them. I mean, it's crazy. But that kind of behavior, when you're new to it, I mean, it's terrible, but you're also kind of addicted to it. It's like the devil wears Prada kind of stuff. You get sucked into that drama around that person's life. So in the beginning, you can sort of be captive to it. But then over time, like anything else, the novelty wears off and you start to realize like, well, you know, I have talents and skills that are being completely disregarded and undervalued. And that's when you just kind of, you don't want it anymore. And in fact, I remember we had Gretchen Rubin on the show and we talked about different personality types. There's these four types of personalities that we discuss in the show. Go find that episode. And the problem is, is if you work for somebody like that, one day you wake up and then you have a backlash against them and you just, you just, everything they do is terrible. And so it's sort of like you go from being very subservient to then just thinking everything they do is bad. And I certainly can relate to that. It's like one day you're just fed up. So how do you avoid getting to that point? Well, we'll talk about that right after the break. FOMO. FOMO. All right, we're back. We're talking about how to deal with those narcissists in your life, really focusing on the business world here, but you can translate these into all aspects of life. Because I got to tell you something, 2023, I'm done. No more narcissists. I mean, they're out there, but I'm mitigating the risk of narcissism. And I got for you today, eight tips. The first one, draft strong agreements. So if you're doing a business deal, if you're partnering with somebody, which I mean, probably don't want to do that, but let's just say you are, you have to lay it all out. I did a deal one time. Actually, the deal died, but we were looking at investing in a company at my old job with a founder who was a crazy narcissist. And we drafted an incredibly strong agreement. Now, he wouldn't sign it. So that was the sign that we couldn't get to terms with him. But you got to lay it all on the line. Talk about all the things. Make sure that you get everything out there and you understand where this person's head is at and then make them sign on the dotted line and be accountable. Because if they break the agreement, you can go after them, but you got to lay it out there. Don't assume they're going to do the right thing. They can't a lot of times or, or they won't a lot of times. So you got to put all the terms out there. Number two, do not take it personally when you deal with these kinds of people. There's no point arguing about right and wrong when dealing with a narcissistic individual. They're so good at blaming everybody else and they really don't care what you need or want that you know they're not gonna hear it anyway. They're not gonna take responsibility. So just recognize that. It's almost like talking to somebody and saying, oh, you know, this person can't hear me. You know, they're hearing impaired. So I have to find another way to communicate with them. I'm not gonna be upset if I talk to them and they don't hear me because they just don't have that sense. Okay, fine. Same thing with a narcissist. It's like, you just have to accept the fact that they aren't gonna hear you or they're not gonna understand you and then do something else. Number three, see this as an opportunity to practice your negotiation skills. Because let me tell you something, somebody who's a narcissist in business is going to negotiate everything with you. And the only way to compromise with dealing with this kind of person is to understand what they want and present it to them, whatever you want as a win for them. So you're going to become such a good negotiator. You'll be able to figure out like to end wars. You'll be able to, you know, break up marriages in a way that they'll end up hugging at the end. You're just going to be so successful because you'll have dealt with this person. So it's use that growth mindset and become a better negotiator. Number four, 
Never compromise your integrity ever, 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 right? Because they don't care. And your integrity is the one thing that you take with you everywhere you go. We all know that. And so giving that up for some person who doesn't even respect your integrity, not worth it. Number five, stick to the facts and the evidence. The more that you can root everything in the real world instead of this person's sense of self, the better off you will be because that's that's the only real thing. All the other stuff is just feeding their ego. You don't need that. And in fact, my friend Elon Musk, if you had stuck to facts and evidence, you would be way richer, $200 billion richer than you than you are right now because that's how much Elon Musk. I mean, he was living in a fantasy world with this Twitter thing. Like if you looked at the basic data and evidence, this company was not worth the $44 billion he paid. Elon, call me. We'll talk about this together. I just can't believe you. What are you doing? Number six, be collaborative. Listen, again, growth mindset. Treat this whole thing like life learning experience about how to deal with difficult people and offer collaborative suggestions. Try to find ways to work together. Try to find common ground because if you can, this person will be very amenable to whatever you're saying. Number seven, document everything, especially if you're working for like some narcissistic boss who puts a lot of unrealistic expectations on you. Document what you're doing, send emails, explain how much time it took. Just make sure that it's clear what you're doing and the amount of time you're spending on all of that stuff. Because when they come and complain to you, you can show them, listen, what you asked me to do took this much time. There's there's a reason why I couldn't do the other 53 things that you shoveled onto my plate. And of course, because of that, number eight, definitely figure out your plan B. Figure out how long you can put up with this. What is it worth it for you really? And then where are you going next? Because, you know, life's too short. So that's it. I got eight things for you. Again, draft strong agreements. Don't take it personally. Hone your negotiation skills. It's like, it's so sad, but true. Stick to your guns when it comes to your integrity. Focus on facts and evidence. Try to be collaborative. Write everything down, document it all, and eight, keep working on your backup plan, your exit plan, because you want to get out of there soon. Or it'll all blow up if you work for SPF and you'll end up in jail. Not worth it. All right, everybody. Those are my tips on dealing with narcissists and my hot take on narcissism in general. If you have thoughts, if you think I'm a narcissist and you think you should tell me, just reach out at letsconnect at patrickmcginnis.com. Find me on Twitter at pjmcginnis or find me on Instagram at patrickjmcginnis.com. We'll be back on Thursday with the non-narcissist, wonderful, incredible founder of Nodal, Dr. Brian Levine. But until then, take care of yourselves, FOMO sapiens. FOMO. If you like today's show, please be sure to rate it and recommend it to your friends. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on the web at FOMOSapiens.com or PatrickMcGinnis.com, where you can get all kinds of free resources to live a more decisive and entrepreneurial life. FOMO. Want more FOMO Sapiens Info Monday? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis. 